you have to find ways to create the balance. It doesn't just happen. You have to be very intentional. And you know, and that's like, you gotta set boundaries. I think creating balance for me comes with boundaries. So you have to say no to some invites to hang out because you need to tend to yourself. Welcome to On the Cusp of Something Beautiful, where we discuss a range of topics centered around art, creativity, mental health and wellness, and my favorite thing to talk about, listening to our intuitive guidance. I'm your host, Amikale Imani, and this podcast is simply a guide to welcome you back to your truest self. Each episode, I get radically honest on how I navigate being an intuitive creator, the struggles, the wins, the lessons, and of course, the intuitive hits. My hope is that you hear something today that reminds you of who you are and why your gifts, whatever they may be, are valuable and important to be shared with the world. So welcome home, friend. I hope you're ready to meet your highest, most beautiful, and rarest self. Hello, beautiful beings. Welcome back to another episode. I am your host, Mikola Imani, intuitive guide, creative wellness guide, chakra coordinator. <laughs> that came through uh, yesterday, so I thought I'd try it out. But anywho, I hope you all are well, blessed, not stressed, in lots of happiness. It's been a slow and chill week for me. Um, you know, I'm still integrating the lessons that I've been talking about the last few episodes, just patience, honoring space to rest and create and just getting clear and refocused, recommitted. <laughs> um, there's some, I feel like there's some deepening into this work, into this, into my path and purpose, you know, the soul journey that is wanting to come through. So I'm just really honoring the space that I am in, in this present moment. Um, presence is what I'm, you know, just learning to cultivate and, and not even really cultivate. It's really to, to ground into. I've, I've started going through, um, the work of, of my course, Activate Your Soul, Activate Yourself. Um, so this is the first week, so I'm in the root chakra and just really strengthening my grounding practice. Um, so, so yeah, um, also I've officially opened my calendar for intuitive guidance, guidance sessions and Oracle card readings starting this month, this beautiful month of August. I'm really excited about it. So you can head to the show notes if you're interested in booking a session or a reading with moi. Um, I do have a discount going on right now for 30 minute sessions for half price. And you can send me a message on Instagram or email me at onthecuspcollective at gmail.com for more details on how to access that. Uh, let's see what else. Um, we'll be on Clubhouse Friday, which, which is tomorrow at 6 p.m. We're back to our regularly scheduled programming. Um, I'm feeling the call to continue the conversation from last week's episode about stepping out of um, lone wolf syndrome and really finding ways to create and engage in communities. So please feel free to join us on Friday night at 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time in community. <laughs> uh, the link is in the show notes. And then also I want to mention that this Sunday is not only the new moon in Leo, but it's also the height of Lionsgate portal okay so i've pulled a couple of 
snippets from a few resources. So the first thing I'm going to read off about Lionsgate Portal is from um, astrostyle.com, which is um, the Astro Twins website. And then um, I have a little... So I, I um, bought the Leo season workbook and new moon journal from Spirit Darter. I used to have a subscription to Spirit Darter's um, uh, astrology workbooks <laughs> um, and, and moon journals, but I, I had it for like a year and I was like, okay, so I have, you know, the full spectrum of the zodiacs, the moons, the new moons, or the full moons, the new moons, all the seasons. I was like, I think I'm good. You know, all the information is pretty much the same. Just the aspects are different because, you know, each year there are different placements and whatever the case may be. So this year I was feeling really called to, um, by the Leo season workbook and then the Aquarius full moon workbook, since there will be two full moons in Aquarius, um, during Leo season, which is really awesome. So I mentioned this before, but Leo is my sister sign. Um, and my south node. So anytime I get the opportunity to really dig into Leo's medicine, take full advantage. Um, and ironically enough, Leo has a lot to do with like the heart chakra and just like serving wholeheartedly, um, courageous leadership, just really, you know, um, finding ways to serve that align with who you are authentically and creatively. So it's, it's a lot of medicine um, this season, which is why I wanted to tap into the Lionsgate portal and kind of talk about that for a little bit, um, just because it's a really powerful time to work with not only Leo energy, but just like galactic cosmic, I almost said solar energy when I said it or when I heard it, cause I heard it in my mind, <laughs> I saw it written out as S O U L A R solar energy. So yeah. Um, okay, so this first little snippet I'm going to read um, is from the from astrostyle.com, Astro Twins, and I'll link this website um, in the show notes. So it says, third eyes open on August 8th when the bold sun in Leo aligns to the star Sirius, known as the spiritual sun, to generate a high frequency energy that activates the lion's gate portal. So this is a layer of energetic opportunity peaks on um, August 8th called the Lion's Gate. Um, this is when the sun is in Leo and the star Sirius moves closer to Earth and aligns with Orion's belt. This portal opens every year between July 28th and August 12th, but August 8th is considered official activation day. This is Sirius rises during the middle of the summer. Its energy forces opportunities for dramatic new beginnings. This is a time where new levels of consciousness are infused into the planet and also into each of us individually. All righty. Yeah. So I always find this time of year to be very um, concentrated. That's the word. Very concentrated. Uh, lots of downloads, lots of insights. So, I mean, if, if there's ever a time to gain clarity on who you are and your purpose and what you're, you know, wanting to do in this lifetime, this is a great time to work with that energy. And so this next snippet I'm going to read is from um, Spirit Daughter's Leo workbook and journal that I purchased. So I'm going to have this link in the show notes as well if you're interested in um, purchasing this and the Aquarius full moon, uh, workbook 
her journal. It's a workbook and a journal. But um, so she sold out of the physical workbook for Leo season. So I just downloaded the digital copy. It's like eight books. Um, so yeah, if you're interested in that, head to the show notes. You can purchase it there. So this is what uh, Spirit Daughter had to say. And this is just another like little snippet that I wanted to, to make mention of. So there's like a much more extensive write-up in the book. Um, but she points out the ancient Egyptians celebrated the Lion's Gate portal each year for its power and magic. It also coincided with the rise and overflow of the Nile River, bringing an abundance of crops and fertility. The pyramids of Giza and the Great Sphinx were built in alignment with Sirius, Orion's belt, and the sun during Lion's Gate. So it is said that the Great Sphinx holds open the portal, allowing light codes to rain down on Earth and transform humanity. So that's what Spirit Darter had to say about Lion's Gate portal. Yeah, it's a really interesting time. Um, it's very magical. So yeah, just, just, you know, I'm going to be doing some, some rituals, some ceremony. Um, I have a Reiki session booked for a Sunday spirit. You just kind of put it on my heart to like do a Reiki session on the eighth. But I didn't even realize it was a new moon at the time. So once I found out it was a new moon, I was like, oh, this is going to be like super concentrated, (laughs) very impactful. So yeah, I'm just really looking forward to doing some soul work. Um, and I think I'm just going to spend the day, you know, channeling. I'm feeling called to work with the Akashic Records. That's kind of come around again for me. Um, and just gain some insights for moving forward and for healing the past. I know I need to do some work with this heart chakra. So now that's going to be all this Leo heart energy on Sunday. You know, I think it's between Saturday and Sunday and probably Sunday and Monday, I feel like, cause I do want to get a little bit of work done on Saturday. So probably Sunday and Monday, just really like nurturing my heart space and, uh, just tapping in to the soul, tapping into soul. Um, so yeah, like I said, going into the Akashic records, I'm very intrigued to see what happens. I tried it once, but it was very, very early on in my spiritual awakening. I was way too, um, impatient, way too needy. There's this, there's this point when you're kind of, when you first step into your, like your spiritual awakening or reawakening for some of us, and you're very like needy. You just want answers. You need answers. Like you, you, like, it's like you kind of come into this whole new world and you just like want all the information at once. And it's very hard to tap into yourself when you're like that because it's coming from a very egoic place and just of just needing to be fixed instead of healed. So you typically, that's where a lot of people feel that resistance from like, oh, this thing isn't working out for me or, oh, I tried to do it this way and this isn't working for me. Um, I will say this, if you're newer in your journey of just tapping into soul, spirit, source, tapping into your heart, your soul, like just intuitive guidance, however it may look for you, whatever way it may come through for you, you have to give yourself uh, some space and you have to release all the expectation of needing any answers or having them come out in a specific way or just when ego is just too involved it's really hard to 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 truly tap in so like you gotta go into it with an open mind and just like an open heart and just willing willing to receive you really 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 have to go into it just willing to receive um and and not necessarily looking to get anything like there's a 
there's a different energy. Like you're still receiving, but getting something, like trying to get something and then wanting to receive something, it's different energy. So that's just speaking from experience, the lessons that I've had to learn when I just kind of went into meditation or went into channeling or journey, like journeying, any kind of like, you know, meditative journeying or vis- visualizations or whatever. The moment I decided to just go and just show up and like whatever comes to me comes to me, that's when shit started opening up. Like, you know, so you just got to be patient with yourself and just, and just develop that like sense of trust that when it's time for you to receive, it will come through. So that's what I'm feeling about the Akashic Records. Um, I feel like it's time for me to go back through that, you know, to try it again. And I'm just in a much more open place. I've done a bit of journeying and channeling and, you know, meditating and going on through all these mental adventures. So I feel like I'm at a place where I'm open enough to really receive whatever it is my soul wants me to receive, (laughs) which is why it's coming back around for me again. So let's see what happens. I'll, I'll keep y'all informed (laughs) and see whatever, we'll see what comes through. Um, what else did I want to bring up? Yeah, I think that's it. Oh, um, also spirit put it on my heart. So I, uh, back during the Aquarius full moon, which was around like July 22nd or 23rd, 24th, somewhere around that time. Um, I had these three journal questions kind of come through and I shared it with you all here on the podcast and I also put it up on my, um, on the Instagram, but I actually never got around to journaling these questions. So like it came back to my spirit again, as I was reading, doing some research on Leo and, and going through the book that I got from spirit art, just to kind of like refresh my understanding of like Leo energy and, um, and, and like the whole art, the archetype as a whole. And so Spirit was like, you need to go back and answer those questions. Like, this is a great time to answer those questions, to really tap in and see what wants to come through. Um, Because Leo energy is so much about, like, becoming who you are meant to be, you know? And, like, especially with this new moon energy, just, like, tapping into, like, the newness of who you want to become and, and really letting go whatever it is that is blocking you or or yeah challenging you from like stepping into your full authentic expression um mentally physically emotionally you know like just through the whole gamut and so that's what I'm gonna do I'm going to actually since I've dedicated Sunday and Monday yeah I'm gonna go ahead and say I dedicated Sunday and Monday to just really internal work um, I'm going to answer these general questions. So I invite you all as well. If you did or did not get a chance to use these journal questions, as do it again, if you already did and do it, if you didn't get a chance to do it the first time. <laughs> so I'll read them off to you. Um, and there's three questions. So the first one is, who do you want to become? What do you need to let go of to become that version of yourself? And how do you want to show up for yourself and the collective? And I just want to make mention, so the who do you want to become? It's not a, it's not like a, oh, like, like a fantastical version of yourself. You know, like it's, it's a like soul version. Like who do you want to become? Like who do you feel like you are innately at, at, at your core essence that you're still struggling to 
release, you know, struggling to set free, struggling to just really show up authentically and fully as that person that you already know that you are. So that's what it means. That's what I mean, you know, of spirit. That's what spirit means. <laughs> who do you want to become? Like, who do you want to become that you already are? You're just maybe having a little difficulty expressing the truth of who you are, you know? So, so yeah. <sighs> All right, y'all. <laughs> Um, so I'm super excited about today's guest, Shannon Lewis of Essence of Motion. So Shannon and I connected on Instagram. She had sent me an invite um, to an event she was hosting in New York, but it was it was the weekend that I had just moved to Santa Fe. But, you know, I checked out her, her Instagram page and was really inspired by what she was doing and her mission. So I reached out to her, you know, sent her a cute little DM. Um, to see if she'd be interested in coming on the show and here we are. So she has an amazing story. Um, I was just like speechless as she was sharing her story because it's, it's pretty deep, um, and how she was able to just transform and, and heal and grow out of, you know, what she had been uh, raised to believe and think and feel about herself to where she is now. It's, it, I was just like, oh yeah, I can totally see why spirit connected us and, and why I felt called to bring her on to the show because it's really, it's a really powerful story. So I felt you guys are going to, um, really connect with her message and vision as well. So without further ado, here is my conversation with Shannon. Thank you so much for taking the time to speak with me. Um, I'm really looking forward to this conversation. So yes. definitely go ahead and introduce yourself. Tell the people what you do, your interests, everything, your background. Awesome. Well, my name is Shannon Lewis. You already know that, Mickey. Mm -hmm. But um, <laughs> so I am the owner of Essence of Motion. Um Essence of Motion is a company that specializes in helping individuals heal through movement. Um, our foundation is dance. So we use holistic dance principles, breathwork exercises, as well as yoga inspired stretching to really help people learn how to heal from the inside out. Um, learning how to operate in your authenticity is the key, right? And so um, we focus on unlocking those things that um, trigger stress, trauma, <clears throat> depression, anxiety. Um, it's so, so real. And oftentimes we need alternative ways other than just talk therapy or talking to your girlfriends or, mm -hmm. um, you know, to really work through those things. Mm. Um, my background, man, where do I start? So I have always been a lover of dance. There are home videos of me at three years old choreographing and I could still do the dance actually now to this day um but started taking professional lessons at the age of eight um and I, I just fell in love with it and it was really key to my growth and in, in learning how to interact socially because I was raised as a Jehovah's Witness so mm -hmm. both of my parents um are, you know, first generation Jehovah's Witnesses from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. And they, you know, I was born into that organization. I like to call it a cult. Some people disagree. Um, and dance automatically, me unknowing as a child was a gateway to the outside world. Um, a lot of what people don't know about the Jehovah's Witness religion is how separate they encourage their members to be from the rest of the world, mm -hmm. right? They call anybody outside of 
the Jehovah's Witness organization, worldly people. Mm. And so as a kid, you know, <clears throat> if you can imagine in, in grade school, elementary school, middle school, high school, I couldn't participate in basic things like if if Mickey's mom bought uh, cupcakes to the classroom for her birthday, I would have to stand up to the teacher and ask to be excused and say why I don't celebrate birthdays wow. and not partake in them. Um, I remember times actually where I was really guilty because I was always greedy. I love food. <laughs> and I ate the cupcake and being guilt ridden, you mm, know, like in ooh. second and third grade and coming home almost in tears that I, I ate the cupcake and I'm sorry. Um, mm -hmm. And so fast forward through that, you know, being a person that I am today, I've always been a bubbly person. I've always been a people person as a kid and, and really struggled with having to be so separate. But the only thing that I was allowed to participate in that my parents allowed me to do and justified was for physical exercise was go to one or two dance classes. I couldn't mm. take more than two because that would conflict with my spiritual duties of going to Bible study and meetings three times a week and then mm -hmm. going out door to door and placing magazines. Um, and so when I got to be a teenager, I realized that like, this isn't for me, but I didn't know mm -hmm. how to voice it. And it became very clear when I was excited to go to college. And at that time, the organization was really, really discouraging going to college. My path should have been, wow. yeah, being a missionary or wanting to serve. They called it serving where the need is great mm. uh, is really missionary work where they would have you go to an underpopulated Jehovah's Witness area, right? And mm. go there to cultivate congregations or serving basically as a volunteer on a small stipend at what they called Bethel, which is the Jehovah's Witness headquarters, which at that time when I was in, um, when I was a Jehovah's Witness, it was um, in Brooklyn, New York. Hmm. And so, you know, I was damn near a straight A student, all A's and one B plus most, um, most uh, semesters. And I was told, well, if you want to go to college, you can only apply to these two schools because you can't live on campus. Mm -hmm. You can't live with the worldly people. You can't even hang out with them at the school. You can't even go to school dances. Um, I was even voted homecoming queen my senior year and was forced by the elders in my congregation to give the crown back. <gasps> Stop because, it. Yeah, I was the only homecoming queen probably in history that didn't do any of the homecoming queen duties. Um, the homecoming king, Brian Way, had to do all of that. Um, wow. And it was the reason because they believe biblically you're bringing self-exaltation to yourself. You can't be a queen. We mm. only worship and exalt Jehovah God. Right. Mm. And so, you know, my first year and a half, I commuted to college. I worked as a bank teller. Um, and when I was on campus, I just really was drawn to wanting to be a college kid, you know, mm -hmm. wanting to experience campus life. And I told my parents, I'm done, I'm moving on campus. And they did not support that financially. So I took out a lot of student loans, mm -hmm. incurred a lot of debt and basically said, fuck it, I'm going. And yeah. then, you know, I was kind of drifting away from the religion at that point, but I wasn't officially out. Mm -hmm. um, I became a disfellowshipped Jehovah's Witness and disfellowshipping that term is synonymous to being excommunicated. So. Mm -hmm. Um, once I started having sex, I lost my virginity at 20, finally, mm -hmm. um, you know, being on campus was, in some ways I felt like an alien because I looked like an around the way girl, but I didn't really socially function like everyone else. Cause this is my first time being able to have freedom, right. to even sit at a table, go to parties, like, and people are talking about sex and drugs. And I'm like, yes, 
sure <laughs> sex and all about it what was doing it yesterday and I'm like oh my god I'm a weirdo because I don't know how to do this and mm-hmm. so you know once I started I got my little boyfriend and and my mom found out that I was having sex and I you know she told me that she was gonna have to tell the elders so the process in the joke religion was anytime anybody did anything that you knew of whether if it was your family member a friend somebody that you knew of in the religion, if you didn't basically be a snitch and tell on them, you were just as guilty as the person doing the wrongdoing. So I would have instances where, you know, somebody from the congregate, I would sneak and try to hang out with people from school. This is one example as a teenager. And if somebody saw me at, you know, I don't know, doing something with, you know, a couple of guys and girls from school, they Mm -hmm. would tell and I would get in trouble and get sanctioned in the religion and, and be on a spiritual punishment where everybody would know that, oh, she did something wrong. So it's almost like a, they called it being marked. What? And so, yeah. So um, being marked meant like the Jehovah's Witnesses, when we have meetings, when they, they excuse me, have meetings, you, you know, you participate in Bible study by um, raising your hand and giving commentary. They mm-hmm. ask questions. Um, you also are enabled. It's like a, it's a, it's an interactive type of experience where when we would go out door to door, well, we would have what's called a a school mm-hmm. to practice those things. And so it was considered a privilege if you were able to go on the stage and give a demonstration, basically how to give your sales pitch mm. for Saturday and Sunday field service. So if you got marked, then there would be a period of time when people would know that, oh, she's not raising her hand to comment. She's not doing any of the volunteering to get on stage they Mm -hmm. knew that oh you did something bad and when you did something bad then you might not be invited to social gatherings and things like that so on top of being outside like an outsider at school with the regular general population Mm -hmm. then I was further ostracized because I was trying to be with the regular population because I would get I kept getting in trouble Mm. And so at this point, you know, my mom said, well, basically I'm turning you over to the elders. I had to go before you go before a council um, of, of elders, which is for my congregation was predominantly white. It was predominantly white men, mm. which would, they would question you in detail about what you did. And I'm talking about, well, was there penetration in sex? Was there just heavy petting? Was there clothes off? And so I would have to recount what I did for them to be able to surmise what my punishment would be. Wow. I feel violated just hearing that. Like, yeah, yeah. I mean, and this, this was normal life for me. Hindsight at the thousands of dollars of therapy, I knew that that was abuse, (laughs) you know, um, that was very inappropriate. Um, And so anyway, I decided that at that point, if you decided that you weren't going to stop that behavior, then you would be disfellowshipped, which Mm -hmm. means that at the age of 20, anybody that I knew as a friend, my aunts and uncles that are Jehovah's Witnesses, my own parents, my brother at the time, um, they stopped talking to you. So, Mm -hmm. I mean, if they see you in the street, they act like you don't exist. Um, at, at, At weddings and funerals to this day, my aunts and uncles do not speak to me, do not console me. Mm. Um, And so it started the journey of me being ostracized. And when I got on campus dance, again, there was a dance team. So I quickly joined the dance team, made Mm. friends. I became a member of Alpha Kappa Alpha Sorority Incorporated. Okay. Shout out to my I know a couple of those. Okay. (laughs) Um, And began, you know, developing myself as a young adult, figuring out life, you know, Mm -hmm. and 
after college, you know, I, I moved to Maryland, um, was my first job in Columbia, Maryland. And I was riddled with anxiety and depression. I mean, I was, oh I was God, drinking. I a handle. Yeah. Just trying to figure out like being on your own truly and not really having the safety net of being able to call mom and dad and, mm-hmm. You know, my parents were there. They allow in the religion, you can contact them basically in case of an emergency or just to make sure they're not dead yet. Right. right? But like in terms of just everyday conversation and being included in family events, that was a that was a no. Wow. And so, you know, kind of fast forward going through just being a young 20 year old trying to figure out my first corporate America job. Mm-hmm. And I was constantly finding myself looking for dance classes, yoga. I got my first therapy appointment in 2008. Shout out to Ariana Watkins Northern. And she really was integral in helping me break down what was going on with me. Mm -hmm. You know, why I was a borderline alcoholic, Mm. drinking a handle of Captain a week, why I was in toxic relationship after toxic relationship. And um, I wanted to die most of my twenties, because I couldn't, I knew that I didn't want to be a Jehovah's witness, but it was the programming that basically Jehovah God or God hated me because of me choosing this life and the belief system that if you're not a Jehovah's witness, and if you turned your back on God, I was a baptized Jehovah's witness. So it was like doubly wrong for me that I was for sure going to die when Armageddon came. Mm. And so I felt like I'm living to die anyway. Why not just get this shit over with? Wow. And so, you know, fast forward, then I, you know, I was getting a little bit better. I moved to Texas for work and I founded Essence of Motion in 2011. Okay. Um, and, you know, I was so happy walking around full of hope with a boombox, rec center. I was going from rec center to church to um, things, teaching my little dance fitness classes and Zumba classes. Um, I started a dance a dance program for Saintsville Academy. It was a youth dance program. And, you know, so, you know, Essence of Motion at that time was more of a hobby and an outlet. And Mm -hmm. and I started connecting with the community. Um, I then got contracts with the Dallas Museum of Art. I had a performance team. Wow. Perot Museum. Um, And then, you know, I I took a pause, um, you know, for a little while and, and came back in 2018 and I reshaped Essence of Motion to being more of the holistic approach because mm-hmm. I started studying dance movement therapy. Um, I had a opportunity to work with children on the autism spectrum and in doing research with that, um, it led me to understand it like, wait a minute, dance is therapy? And then mm-hmm. when I started realizing all of these things and the science behind it, I'm like, that's why I loved dance. It, it was my mu- moving meditation and my outlet mm. to calm this fight or flight syndrome that I've been in since a kid. Yeah. You know, I always felt happiest at my dance classes. I felt free. I, I wasn't thinking in work. I, I finally fit in with everybody for mm. once, you know, for that one hour, you know? And so, um, I really started delving in. And so now what our offering is at Essence of Motion is we have traditional dance classes and, you know, um, pop-up dance workshops, Mm -hmm. but um, our primary focus is the dance wellness program that I've curated, which is focused on what I said, helping people, our mantras heal through movement Mm -hmm. using the dance exercises, holistic dance principles, um, breath work and yoga. Okay. Wow. So 
how did you even become aware of all these different like modalities to include into your offerings? I think it was a combination of me being my own like test subject and my years of going through therapy and, you know, my reading and observing just like the fact that when I talk to all of my girlfriends, even Mm -hmm. there's a, there's a synonymous messaging here of a confidence gap, especially with women, right? In Mm -hmm. the workplace. Um, I have been in the Wolf of Wall Street of the IT staffing world. I spent a decade almost with Robert Half Technology. Oh, wow. Sales teams. Um, All of my uh, clients were white males, Mm -hmm. you know, in the red state of Texas, you can imagine, you know, I never, ever ran into another black female in my space out here in Dallas, Fort Worth. And so, you know, learning just like life on the corporate side and the personal side and seeing how women in particular and minorities were treated and that there was a need for a collective healing Mm. and it needed to go beyond just especially in the black community, we just say, go to church, mm-hmm. you know, or you go to the barbershop or you just drink it away. And, oh, you just, she's just a little special, you know, no, she's bipolar. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, she's not yeah. lazy or he's not lazy. He's depressed. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, you know, they're not weird. They have anxiety and they're having mm-hmm. a panic attack three yeah. times before they speak and we haven't addressed it and making it normalizing the conversation right. around like, I you know, need this. And so, uh, yeah, I I started just being more observant of that. Mm -hmm. And that's really a kind of a commonality that I have with my guests here on this show, just intentionally, unintentionally, it's just like really normalizing the conversation about mental health. It's something that I'm very passionate about and that I, you know, it's taken me a while to even be open up about, like I didn't come out until last year, you know, so yeah. I, and I've been struggling with it as well, like you, since like a childhood, you know, I just, it was just so, it became so normal for me to operate in that right. way of being that I didn't even realize like something's wrong, right. <laughs> like right. something is wrong. And it wasn't until my spiritual journey where I was even able to put a label on it because I was starting to become around other people who were talking about their own stories. And I was just like, wait, that's what that's been this whole entire, like I had no yes. So I'm so grateful when I come across people like you just organically, you know what I mean? Right. And I'm like, oh, wow. Like she gets it. Like, yes, Uh there's a a reason why the paths cross. Like I I completely understand because like, and, and I grew up in a religious background too, but my mom, you know, we were Pentecostal Christian or Baptist Christian. Like it's it's, it's definitely a little bit, uh, tad bit more open-minded, but there's still like, you know, like I, I feel like, especially when you were saying like, you know, you were just kind of like living to die. I resonated with that so deeply because I'm sure you heard, you know, like Armageddon, even on like the other Christian side, right? Like yes. that was still very heavy in the conversation and the end times was near and the end times and every yes. time there's a tornado or a hurricane, then, you know, that's just, you know, Jesus is coming. Yeah. So yes, that anxiety is like, it's crazy. Right. <laughs> it's so crazy. And to hear your story, so, you know, we talked before and I told you that I had an aunt who was Jehovah, Jehovah's Witness and I've gone to like the congregation meetings and I was a kid, I was like five, four years old, you know? And then my, I had a roommate who, who was also Jehovah's Witness, like very long lineage, but um, she was kind of sort of able, like when she, her mom 
gave her a little bit more freedom and leeway as far as like when she was able to kind of leave the church. So she had kind of, she left it way before I think, I believe we hit college, you know? Right. That's okay. when I, we, we met, we met each other in college. So, but just to hear like how in depth and, and your story and the details and like, you know, you were in it up into your twenties. Yeah. So to hear, just to hear, like, you're already an adult, just to, to hear what you were still kind of going through. It's like, I was over here like, dang, like that's deep. Yeah, like that's it's heavy. Deep. It's heavy, and it's like, and I'm so grateful that you decided to like, like you said earlier, you mentioned authenticity. Like, that's a huge pillar of mine. I'm so grateful that you chose to trust, like your gut, your intuition. You chose to trust what felt right within you. You know, like that right. was like your that was like literally your soul's calling, kind of coming up. Like, no, we got to get up out of here. This ain't for us. Like, not anymore. Yeah. You know. Exactly. Like, what was that transition like? From from Jehovah's Witness to just being... When you decided to go ahead and go, like, I know you said you were drinking a lot and everything like that, but like, what kind of helped you navigate through that, those dark periods? Yeah, I think that like, I was blessed to establish really good friendships in college. So being an AKA, honestly, probably was a big saving grace because I was around a lot of strong minded women. Hmm. And then in my adulthood, I have always been a person that has gravitated towards mentorship, probably Mm -hmm. because I was missing mothering and and the fathering and the nurturing. So whenever someone older than me, especially wanted to help me, or want to take me under their wing, I was like an eager beaver. And so mm. I feel like I have what I call now my board of directors for my life. Right? Oh, I love that. Um, and I think everybody needs a board of directors yeah. because you, you got to have, you know, people to consult with for different reasons. And so I just think that I was always blessed with these like earth angels, these mm. pseudo mom, sister, auntie, sister friends that kept me whole, honestly, mm. that you know, kind of kept nudging me along and giving me little tidbits of guidance and then also therapy. Mm-hmm. Um, I had a, a girlfriend that was a great girlfriend. She was a therapist herself um, when I was living in Maryland and she suggested her therapist. Okay. It was my first therapist, Dr. Ayana Watkins Northern. And when I got, you know, to see her on Howard's campus, she really opened my awareness to like, you're not crazy. You're mm-hmm. not just broken. Like, this is part of a like systematic breakdown that stems from your family environment, mm. you know, and, and then here's how you need to start dealing with it, you know, giving me the recipe and the tools to start implementing in my life. And that's what ignited my healing and helping me to just, and then I just always have been, I'm still in therapy to this day. I don't need it as often, right? Mm-hmm. Like I, mm-hmm. I do it once a month, but I think that everyone at, at any point should at least try therapy. I think it's like, it's gym for your mind. It's like mm-hmm. physical exercise, whether if you choose to have a gym membership or go walking, we need it. Yeah. Um, because no one has a perfect upbringing or life just gets heavy. Mm-hmm. You know, even if it's not a childhood thing, we go through trauma. Um, that's why I think COVID in some ways was necessary because we as humans needed to sit still and deal with our shit. We needed to sit still and talk to our families over the dinner table Mm -hmm. and go to the park and be in nature and not be on TV. You know what I mean? Like, so, um, yeah. Wow. Yeah. So you kind of already brought it up a little bit. 2020, what, what 2020 looked like for you? In, in, in through your business as well. You can talk about both points. 
Yeah. So 2020 was interesting. So I was in a relationship um, that was an abusive relationship um, that ended actually the anniversary of that violent ending is coming up on August 5th. Mm. Um, So I was in a relationship. I was in a hostile work environment. I had left Robert Half in 2019 and went to another company that I can't mention. Um, And it was just misogynistic, Mm. blatant. There was only, I'll just say this. They had offices in Chicago, Dallas, Atlanta, Minneapolis. I might be missing one in Ohio. And I was one of two black women in the entire company out of over 400 plus employees. Oh, wow. It was filled with a lot of good old boys and a few brown men. Wow. Um, And yeah, so there was that. Um, And so I was really stressed. My relationship was more emotionally and verbally abusive by the nature of the things that took place. And um, it ended violently Mm. um, because I I knew knew that he always had that ability to be violent. Um, But, you know, I'm talking about smashing up my phone, tried to stab my dog. Um, Whoa. My dog is, this is Marley. Come here, Marley. Come here, Marmar. Come here, Marmar. Marley, <laughs> my little fur baby. She is a seven-pound mini dachshund. Um, but what I realized in that, you know, <clears throat> relationship is I was dealing with somebody that had a narcissistic personality disorder mm. um, who, you know, had a lot of his own issues. And I also, you know, now understanding even just more of the nature of my mom and her um, some of her mental illnesses. My mom mm-hmm. definitely, I think, is an undiagnosed manic depressive. Mm. And by the traits of what's described as a narcissistic parent is a narcissistic parent. And oftentimes you end up attracting other narcissistic partners in your intimate yeah. relationships, or you yourself end up exuding narcissistic behavior. It's usually mm-hmm. one or the other. And I, for sure, when I think about my trend have had, you know, some, you know, very unhealthy relationships mm-hmm. with men. Um, and so I'm working on that. So it was a big healing period for me and that um, separation and the way it ended, it kind of triggered me going back to, if not greater than the same depression that I thought that I had kicked in my twenties, mm. because it was like abandonment all over again. Mm-hmm. It was, you know, the, 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 just the feelings of loss and I'm alone in this world. Yeah. And so I dug in, I dug in deep to essence of motion and really started having the time, space and opportunity to really curate my program, to get more clients. Mm-hmm. Um, I ended up parting ways with that company that was an unhealthy environment. I'm in a way better work environment. I'm still in corporate America working remotely. Okay. And so it all just kind of like, literally, I think, you know, God, the universe was like, we're going to go ahead and take this, we're going to take it all yeah. away because you're not yeah. listening. And so we're going to just it, it literally, the harder I tried to clench to things that were unhealthy last year, it literally just got ripped away. Mm. Um, and so, yeah, so what was birthed is now like essence of motion is is moving in a way that I'm like, oh my God, it's ha- like, it's happening. Like, yeah. You know, um, I'm getting more opportunities. I'm able to teach women virtually. I have 
been travel, you know, I'm scheduled to travel even more, but I taught my first out-of-state workshop in New York. That's yes. why I did not cross paths. Yes. So that's kind of what, you know, the 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 Cliff Notes version of 2020 for me. Mm. The year mm. of revelation and and continued healing. <laughs> mm-hmm. Amen. Amen to that. What does your um healing journey look like today? Or not so even journey, now- I, I guess I should say um process. Yeah, I think that, you know, in terms of a process, I think you have to have a spiritual practice, Mm -hmm. I say, and Oprah talks about this a lot. Um, You know, what's your spiritual practice? Because Mm -hmm. I I really believe that we are all human beings, uh, we're all um, spiritual beings having a human experience. And if you don't tend to your spirit, whatever you choose, and you know, whether if it's church, prayer, meditation, journaling, Mm -hmm. exercise, So for me, that recipe looks like um, physical exercise of some form. So I'm either dancing, yoga, in the gym. Um, I journal, not daily, but at least a few times a week. Mm -hmm. And I make sure that I take time to meditate or just sit still by myself, whether Mm -hmm. that's by my pool, on my porch, you know, in my bed, you know, um, I take time to just be still and really process. And, And that's that really does keep me whole. And my therapist now, it's interesting that like anytime I start to bring up things when I feel like I'm spiraling, she's like, well, when's the last time you journaled? When's the last time you meditated? Mm -hmm. And usually it's like one of those three things. I'm like, well, (laughs) it has been a while. Mm -hmm. You know, and so recognizing it's all about, I think when you start to realize the things that make you feel good and you can duplicate that, then you can be more aware of your triggers when you're off, like you can kind of do a root cause analysis of, okay, so I went into this anger episode or mm-hmm. I'm feeling super depressed the last two, what changed? Mm-hmm. Uh, aha, I've been skipping out on my gym workouts or when's the last time I went for a walk outside, mm-hmm. you know? So that's what it looks like for me. It's a constant maintenance. Yeah. I can't stop it because I'll likely get off balance. Yeah. Yeah. That's it's, I love that you said balance. It really is balance. And you know, like you said, sometimes we fall off balance. That's a part of life. There's no mm-hmm. way of being balanced 24-7. But I think uh, self-awareness is so key. So like you said, being able to pinpoint what the things that make you happy, the things that bring you joy, and then doing those things, you know, yeah, like- do more do, of that. <laughs> yeah, do more of that. And I feel like, you know, sometimes we feel like we have to deserve it or we have to, you know, work to be happy and work to be, you know, in our joy and in our peace. And it's like, no the more you are in your joy and in your peace, like the easier it is to work on whatever it is that you're, even if it's creative, because sometimes we can be, you know, we have these creative endeavors and we're inspired to do these things, but like our our self-sabotage comes up or our our old patterning kicks in because we're not doing, A, we either don't don't know what it is that makes us happy. We haven't really given ourselves that time and space to figure it out or we're just neglecting them, you know? Sure, absolutely, I agree. And and that, whew, that getting off balance. It's not fun. (laughs) Yeah, no, you have to find ways to create the balance. It doesn't just happen. You have to be very intentional. And, you know, and that's like, you got to set boundaries. I think Mm, creating balance for me comes with boundaries. So you Mm. have to say no to some invites to hang out because you need to tend to yourself or you have to, you know, make the time to get up earlier than to go exercise. If you know that you're going to have a busy day today, Mm -hmm. then I got to get it in at 5 a.m. Yeah, that's just what it is. Yeah. Self-prioritization. Self-prioritization. It's the most 
beautiful journey. If you're not on it, get on it. <laughs> yes, <laughs> okay? yes, honey. say that again. Okay, um, so I, I want to dial back a little bit because I was I had a question pop up um, when you were talking about when Essence of Motion really kicked off. I think it was before you said you took a break in, in 2011. You said you had gotten um, some museum performances and a couple other uh, performances. I was just right. curious, what did that journey look like as you were like, building and growing your business? Yeah, I was running around like a chicken with my head cut off because at that time I had just moved to Texas and then I had started, I moved here for one job and then they ended up laying me off and I got hired on at Robert Half. And so I was in a new corporate job Mm -hmm. at that time. Um, my parents were divorcing after 30 years in 2012, 2013. Um, and so all of these things were unraveling and then I would be going back and forth teaching classes and I I was just trying to do it all. Mm -hmm. You know, I was, I was not bonusing. I wasn't making any money, um, at Robert half at that time. You know, I was living off my little, little, very little salary. I'll just leave it at that. I don't got to put all my business out there. But <laughs> just know that I knew, I knew how to, to, to play the game. If you overdrawn, you can go to this gas station, which only charges a dollar that ain't going to hit till Tuesday. Okay. Ooh, girl, you not you long. Listen. you like, you can go and get cash back at this CVS, but if you can survive, like what? Oh yes, amen, girl. You better talk okay. about it. <laughs> yeah, like it shit was real. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um okay. And so yeah, and so that's what it looked like. And I was running these dance programs and just trying to make it work, you mm-hmm. know, not really knowing what I was doing, not really having any help or gu- too much guidance, but it just looked like just a lot. I was busy all the time. Mm-hmm. And part of that was me also busying myself, like you know, I, I soon became a person that was a little bit of a workaholic or just always trying to stay busy mm. because I didn't want to sit alone with myself because mm-hmm. then that's when I had to face my stuff, the depression, right. the loneliness, my family issues, you know, so I would always be busy and have some sort of project running on top of project. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yep. Wow. Yeah. That, oof, that workaholic, <sighs> that's a journey too. I've been there as well. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah overworking over numbing ourselves with alcohol it's, it's mm-hmm. all the same yeah it's yeah. all an escape to not really deal and face yourself and do do that type of work do the work yeah do that inner work so so I have another question I've been dying to ask you because I haven't seen you posted on your social media and I'm like what is happening in September I need you to explain like what is this I'm like do I need to uh- I was like, do I yeah. need to send my guys out to give me a bag right quick? Like, well, do I need to be there? Like, what's going on? This looks oh, so interesting. Love for you to come. Yes. So um, I have an amazing opportunity to teach my dance wellness workshop as a part of um, the, it's, 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 it's basically a met an earth medicine retreat journey into mm-hmm. earth medicine. And so I'll be there um, with, with a lot of other um, different spiritual shamans mm. as well as um breathwork specialists yoga teachers and it's, it's it's really going to be a great mix it's co-ed mm. so it's not just women based but it is a healing retreat where we will also be exploring plant medicines um so if you've ever heard of like ayahuasca mm-hmm. um so that is one of the components that will be used and there's going to be a lot of work. If you decide to go on it, you have to prepare your mind and body and, and detox before mm-hmm. things like this. 
Um, so people that are interested, I'm setting up interviews with the curator, um, <clears throat> Stephanie Dixon, who is also a good friend of mine. She's wonderful, um, who pretty much gives you like a prep interview to prepare you, mm. you know, if there's certain medications that you're on, <clears throat> if, you know, there's certain, you know, any other questions that you'll have about the detailed intricacies. And so, um, you know, these types of retreats are really set up to house you in, we call them containers. So mm -hmm. as you're going through different workshops and different experiences, there's going to be a lot of detoxing, a lot of emotional detoxing, mm. a lot of physical detoxing. And so we have different caretakers that are going to be able to be there and nurture you, you know, through that process. If you're having mm. an uncontrollable breakdown or experience, you know, to be able to give you what you need to get through that. Um, and so I'm really excited to be one wow. of the hosts. This is my first one. It's something that I literally manifested, you know, this year I said, you know, to myself, like, I, I want to be the largest minority owned mm -hmm. dance wellness brand. Yes. I, I, and, and that is going to require me to travel with essence of motion. Mm -hmm. And I want to be, you know, um, making contacts internationally and it's happening, you know, yeah. and it's, so yeah, so this is, this is, this is it. Yeah. Ooh, so that's man. happening <clears throat> September 17th through the 24th. Okay. Um, I'll be there a little bit longer because the workshop hosts are required to come a little bit earlier, mm -hmm. but yeah, yeah, it's, it's, it's awesome. And so. are you able to disclose like where, like where is this in the, another country? Yeah. So, um, oh. the airport location is Cancun. So yes, it's in Mexico. Oh. Um, yeah. Um, and, um, forgetting the exact location, but I want to say Cancun area. Sorry. <laughs> I don't have it right in front of me right now, but, um, I can definitely, uh, give you the info, um, after this call on just deep, if you want to include that in the write-up. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so it's, it's going to be really, you know, and I'm, I'm nervous, but it's like a good nervous mm -hmm. because it's, when something is for you, there's nothing that you could do to mess it up, but it's still mm, just, I don't I know that. what I don't know since it's yeah. my first international retreat. It'll be my first experience teaching to a co-ed audience also, because, you know, my target market is primarily women, but mm -hmm. I, it, I am open and, and I want to, you know, attract everyone that is open to healing through movement. Mm, grandma yeah you have to send me that because even when I first saw the flyer go up I was like what is this like something in my spirit was just like I was like do you that like I was like I, I was like I gotta ask her about this because I, I I don't know I'm feeling it in my spirit like I'm, I may need to try to yes you dots, can make yourself you know what I'm available. saying yeah yeah please do please I was like do. and it literally just hit me I was like oh I did just move to New Mexico I'm a lot closer to Mex to Mexico now than I was in Brooklyn so there you I don't go. know it's a sign <laughs> you're practically already there I know <laughs> yeah I, I yeah I would like to get some more information about that yeah awesome yay I would love that mm -hmm. that'd be great mm -hmm. mm. so you said the largest minority owned danced wellness danced dance wellness brand yeah that's dope yeah I, I I think that I just envision myself you know I I love you know my biggest one of my biggest dreams that all my friends always laugh at me is <clears throat> you know I want to be like a super soul Sunday yeah speaker on Oprah like I love Oprah I'm obsessed with her Same. like she got me through a lot of hard times watching all yeah. of her um encouraging videos and just everything about her, right? I think she represents, especially for a black woman, what 
is possible, mm. right? Mm-hmm. And what is possible from the perspective of being able to cross racial boundaries, ge- you know, gender, like yeah. Oprah's just Oprah. I don't even think people even see her as black or white. <laughs> or it's just like, it's Oprah. You know what I mean? Absolutely. And so I just, I, I see myself as a spiritual thought leader, as being mm. able to contribute yes, to yes. the collective healing, right? Yes. Yeah. And I'm like, yes. Like I'm totally coming for Gail's spot. Like I'm also Oprah's best friend, you know, uh, we were going to eat the veggies out of her garden. Yes. Look at her trees. We're going to laugh about it. It's going to be great. You mm-hmm. know, I have it, mm-hmm. you know, and so, um, yeah, so I, I, I feel, I feel it, you know, mm. and I think that it is necessary to have more no. people of color at the forefront of more of these spiritual practices. I think that we need to normalize talking about plant medicines and other things because it's, you know, it's like, you know how it is, especially like our older relatives, they look at everything as, oh, she into that. Girl, this demonic is satanic. You over there with the devil. My mom has said it all. Crystals and this sage stuff. And, you know, and it's like, I need to sage you so you can see more clearly. My opinion, no offense, anybody listening, but just saying, you know, the odds are high. You come on <laughs> over to this side, good old saging, you know, drink, mm-hmm. you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. So I want it in, you know, it just works for me. Yeah. Like I'm not trying to sell anything. I have started to see things change in my life when I started understanding what comes from the earth, what's mm. available for us to use. And, and to put my intentionality behind that. Mm. I think that we all, I know, matter of fact, that we all are capable of harnessing energy and our own magic, if you mm-hmm. will, yes, if you girl. focus on it, right? Yeah. And I just, I, I want to normalize it. I, I think, you know, I saw a post the other day on Facebook where somebody was like, oh, everybody's talking about manifestation and the universe, you know, does anybody, you know, pray and, and believe in God anymore? And I had commented on it. I, I said, relax, we're all on the same path, just in mm-hmm. different vehicles. Mm-hmm. So, um, and I posted the definition of manifestation, which is, you know, um, anyway, so my, my point in all of that is, I just think there's a lot of fear around it yeah. because in my opinion oh you know highly religious people that are devout in organized religion I think it's unnerving to them yeah. it is yeah. an irritant yeah. to see that oh you're doing all of this but you talk about universe and manifestation and meditation you ain't been to church you know <laughs> so you know you 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 ain't you know no like I am choosing a different vehicle, but we Mm -hmm. are in fact on the same path. Mm -hmm. You're praying. I'm meditating. It's the same, whether if you want to admit it or not, Mm -hmm. you know, Um, but that's a whole nother podcast conversation, (laughs) not to spiral. So I just, you know, as a part again, to go back, like, yeah, I think I know as what I'm seeing now with the women that I'm working with Mm one-on-one with the group um, classes that I hold, People are like, wow, this feel, this is a great experience. Yeah. I, you know, I'm interested in more and really I'm, I'm still learning, you mm-hmm. know, I'm, this is my training ground mm-hmm. um, right now. You know, I'm humble enough and wise enough to know that I, there's still so much that I don't know, but I'm leaning on that intuition. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm leaning on what I know to be true and asking for help and yeah. asking for feedback because 
there's I still have to keep refining the process but I think that I'm off to a pretty good start I think so I think so I think so what does the rest of 2021 I almost said look like but I want to ask you what does it feel like for you Mm, it feels like it's like getting real yummy (laughs) it feels like that yeah it just feels like that you know mm, when you're in the middle of that meal like yes this is good they did this You know, because now, you know, in September, so in August, I'm, I'm hosting, I actually haven't posted this yet. You're the first to know I'm doing okay. a dance wellness event in August um, prior to um, the September event. Okay. Um, in September, I'm scheduled to go back to my hometown in Whitesboro, New Jersey, and teach um, dance wellness for our community there. We have an annual, it's kind of like a block party. We call it mm-hmm. Whitesboro Day Reunion where I'll be um, hosting dance wellness events on that Saturday and Sunday, Labor Day weekend. Then I'm off to Mexico. And then in October, um, I've been invited to go to Tucson, Arizona um, to, you know, teach an event in collaboration um, with a sister friend of mine who's awesome. She um, has started her own skincare line. Mm. Um, Why am I drawing a blank? Wait a minute. Let me just look it up so I can put this on there. Janae Pete, um, who is amazing, who just started her own um, skincare line. Mm-hmm. And I'll have the name in a minute. Coupanda Skincare. Sorry. Ooh, I love that. Coupanda Skincare. Yeah, Coupanda Skincare, okay. which is awesome. Um, I was one of her test subjects to try the products. They're great. Okay. Um, and so, yeah, so she and I are collaborating to host an event out there. And so I think that it's just going to keep building. I think that I'm going to be able to hopefully expand my client base and my, you know, the next goal is to have a, uh, a corporate wellness client. So, mm. um, I'm very confident with my skill sets and everything that I've learned in corporate America to be able to sell what I love most oh, yeah. to sea levels and beyond. Um, and I'm just laying the foundation and getting my reps in, getting my training in to be able to do so and curate the right marketing and, yeah. and right pitch and right verbiage to be able to fully launch services that are going to be both, both corporate based as well as consumer, you know, one-on-one based. Mm-hmm. Mm, I love that. Um, so we're almost on our time, but I did have a yeah. question just as someone who came out of, uh, not quite as corporate as you, but definitely on that corporate, corporate scale, do you see yourself balancing the two? Like, are you, do you feel good about that? Or do or do you see yourself eventually like essence of motion is going to be full time? Like, where, like, where are you at on that, on that spectrum? Yeah, right now it's a balancing act. I feel like I always have a lot of balls in the air. Mm -hmm. Um, But the goal is to eventually, yeah, I mean, I will step away. I think that, you know, it's what I desire to do. I want, I think I've I've learned all I can learn in corporate America. Mm -hmm. And there's a bigger calling and it's going to eventually, the demand, I imagine it'll be very organic and it'll flow is what my, you know, prayer manifestation is for myself, that the demand is just going to get so great that I'm going to have to say, all right, now it's time. Mm. Um, it's, it is time. Yeah. I, I just thought of like Lion King. It is time. <laughs> it is time. Come on, Rafiki. Cue <laughs> the music. Like, um, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, like, no, I want to, yeah, I, I see myself having other, you know, growing my brand to the point where there will be other essence of motion coaches worldwide there Mm. will be the ability to be able to take the program and you know scale it 
so that it can be implemented because I'm only one person, right. you know, and so eventually building a team and, and, and monetizing it in a way that people can replicate the program for themselves and teach it under the umbrella of essence of motion is the ultimate goal. Mm, I love that. I love that. And I, I totally see that. I 100% see that you're on your path absolutely you're definitely on your path yeah and it's beautiful to watch and it's beautiful to come across other um open-minded and spiritually you know aware you know women of color black women like it it really is um, because it, it feels a little um I guess lonesome at some points, you know, when you yeah. are kind of entering these spaces, these wellness spaces or whatever, you're just like, oh, okay. <laughs> no, you know, like the information is great and all, but it's still like, you just kind of look around and you just like- There's you, no one that looks like you in the room. Okay, right. so it's, I, I, I've been very grateful and, and fortunate to have come across those, these little pockets of places and spaces that are really nurturing us, open to all, but really nurturing us, you know? Yeah. And so I, I- see that for myself as well. You said Oprah level girl. Yes, girl. I'm, I'm on the same wavelength. I'm yes. trying to get Oprah level status. Okay. <laughs> like Take it into existence. It is absolutely. happening. It's already done. It's already yes. done. So it's just continuing to trust and to have faith and to move forward, you know, and um, I was actually watching, I don't know if you're familiar with Miriam Hasna. So I, I just joined, oh, I'm going to send you, I'm going to send you her work. Cause I feel like, you you, yes, you would absolutely love her. So I've known about her for a few years she actually like awakened me to this journey and so I finally joined her membership like talk about resistance I finally joined her membership and so I was actually going through some of the courses before we got on and I was just like oh my god like I'm supposed like I'm supposed to be here like everything that I I've been knowing about myself it was just like laid right there in front of me so it really does come down to just like answering the call trusting and just having faith and to, yes. to see women such as yourself doing that and being successful and still learning and growing and evolving. Like I always say, we're, I've had to really embody the fact that like, I'm going to be here however long I'm supposed to be here, you know? So there's no need to worry or have that fear that, oh my God, like it's not going to happen fast enough or quick enough, or I'm not going to be able to see myself get to this level before I die. You know, I think that that was just a lot of traditional religiosity, like rhetoric going through my mind that kept me in anxiety. And so when I really decided to slow down and then trust and just, you know, really just follow my own guidance and path, like I definitely feel much more calm and peace about embracing it more. Yeah. Oh, so, so yeah. I just I thank you for sharing your story and for being thank an inspiration. You for having me. Like, yeah, I'm so glad that we were able to connect, and I would love to to say connected and for sure. Um, I I don't know. I I see I see a lot of really cool things happening in the future. Maybe some collaborations. I don't know what what that is yet, but I just kind of feel it. So I'm super. Yeah, open put it out there. And I am open. However, I can support you. You know, that's what it's all about. And thank we, you. Love. We have to support one another. Absolutely. And, and and be purposeful about it. So anything I can ever do to help support your cause, I love your your podcast and um, what you're striving to. You know, bring awareness to. Thank to you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. So um, one more question before I let you go, then I'm going to have you leave us with your social media handles and where people can hey. find you. And I just, I just, I love to answer this question. I mean, I love to ask this question. So what would you tell your younger self knowing everything, you know, now, you know, having just reflect on everything that you shared with us today, like what did your younger self need to hear 
so you could really walk into your true purpose and authenticity? I think that I would tell myself, um, relax. Um, you don't have to have all the answers right now. And it really is okay to just enjoy the journey. Mm. Like really live and enjoy the journey. Um, because I think that we get so hung up on living in the past and being fearful of what we don't know that we just forget to be very present and enjoy each moment. Mm -hmm. um, and so, yeah, relax. You don't have to have all the answers and enjoy the journey. Enjoy it. So, mm, yeah. I love that. I love that. And uh, so, yes, let people know where we can find you if we want to work with you, if we want to just yes. know what you got going on. About this, Hit this. me up. Hit me up and I'll follow you back so I can get in your business too. <laughs> so um, I am on Instagram, Essence of Motion, Essence like Essence Magazine, no spaces, Essence of Motion. My name is Shannon Lewis. I do respond to DMs. Um, if you ever want to email me, it is shannon at essenceofmotion.tv. And I hope to be connected again, continuously with you, Mickey, and any oh, of your you, listeners. Uh, awesome. Well, likewise, I can't wait to see what the future has, what the cosmos has, what the universe has in store for us. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm going to really pray and meditate about this, this retreat that you got coming yes, up. Yes, I'm going to email you that info shortly this evening. Yes, yes, please, please. And just thank you again so much for your time and for your You're energy, welcome. for your story. Thank you for just being open and vulnerable, like from the bottom of my heart, deep gratitude. Thank you, thank you, thank you so much. Thank you, sis. I appreciate you. Thank you. And we'll see you next time. We're going to have you back. I feel it. Okay, let's <laughs> do it. Part two. Okay. Yes. All right. Have a good one. Bye-bye. You too, love. Thanks for listening to this week's episode. If you like what you heard today, please subscribe and leave a rating or a review. Now, don't forget, I'm picking the best review at the end of the month and giving that person a free 30-minute energy reading. So be sure to leave a review for the chance to be selected.